This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Only one thing to talk about on this episode of Steelers Standard. Ben Roethlisberger is back, and we have all the details to his new contract for 2021. I'm Tom Opperman. Kellen Gursky and Jacob Recht, of course, are with me as always. We finally find out what's going on with Big Ben Roethlisberger. And boy, does it come at a real, real sweet hometown discount. I mean, he willingly cut his pay from $19 million to $14 million, left $5 million on the table, and then that plus a four avoidable years, so a technical extension that has him signed until 2025, technically, but you can easily get out of that, brings his cap hit down $15 million. It's now at like 25-something. That's great. Yeah. Best I, case scenario as far as the Steelers are concerned, if you want to bring Ben back. Right. I mean, if if that is your plan, and obviously they wanted to bring Ben back from the jump, but um, I mean, if, if that's your idea of doing it, I never thought that it was going to be in that way. We all assumed that Ben was going to take a pay cut. We all assumed that, you know, this cap situation would have to be worked out. And the, the first step of that was with Ben. And the first step of that was hey, we got to bring Ben's hit down. We, we have to do something. Um, I didn't think that it was going to basically be a one-year deal worth $14 million. I, I never would have assumed that. And, you know, there is a signing bonus in there of, what, like $13 million? But that's in signing bonus. You can, you know, that's the one way that we thought they would get around this would be a lot of that would be um, in signing bonus money. Um, but, man, like I said, one-year, 14 mil. That's a pretty darn good scenario if, if we're going to be completely honest. And like you said, um, the four avoidable years. So basically it's like so a signed to 2025. Technically. technically. And, that's, and again, I mean, I, we all thought it was going to be like a two-year extension. That way you can kick the cap down the road. Now you can really kick the cap down the road. You can, you can really, you know, work it out over four years. And I don't know this exactly, but it doesn't seem like there's much dead cap spread out through those years. Like only 10 to 12 million I think total. it's 10.4 in, in 2022. That's not bad at it's all. It's not that bad, no. Yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty crazy. Um, and, you know, the thing that came to my head right away, Mark Caballi tweeted this out uh, hand, a couple hours ago, and it kind of, when he tweeted it, I thought kind of the same thing when I read it. He tweeted, the numbers don't make sense to Ben. There has to, has to be more to this deal than there is out there now. And, like, originally when I first heard it, I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> this doesn't make much sense for, for Ben anyways. For the Steelers, it makes the most sense in the world. But, again, maybe it's just Ben realizing, hey, um, this is my last year. I have to take a pay cut in order for us to be competitive and for order in order for us to bring, um, you know, to roll 2020 back. This was the only way that that was going to be possible. And, you know, I mean, not I'm not saying anything bad about Ben here, but for once he genuinely put the team before himself. I was going to say, you just have to take your hats off to him. Yeah. He absolutely is a true Pittsburgh Steeler. He left five million dollars on the table. Mm -hmm. That's big time money. It's something that we've never seen from Ben before, and that was something of a concern for me personally leading up to this meeting that took place last week uh, before they, I guess, worked out all the details until today. But, yeah, this is something that we've never seen from Ben before was putting the team first instead of putting Ben first. And the fact that it took this long to get done, I mean, maybe it was worth the wait. I mean, now we can say that because the amount of stress that we felt throughout the period of off season once that playoff loss came until – Art Rooney and Ben finally met was was heinous. I mean, it was it was nauseating having to wait so long because we knew the meeting was coming and finally it came and then we still didn't know what the details were, what the specs of the of the deal were going to be until today. 
And honestly, I was shocked that Ben really took that much of a cut to help out this team, and it's probably the most selfless thing he's done in his career. Oh, without question it is, and it's come at the best time, honestly. And, you know, I said earlier that he now carries around a 25.9 cap hit that's coming down from $41 million. But uh, according to SpotTrack, which is a pretty reliable website, the Steelers now have about $7 million in cap space as it stands right now. So as we sit here currently, they do not have to cut anybody. All right. the cap casualties that we've talked about before, the Steelers out do, the window. do not have to do no. that. They have more than enough cap space to sign draft picks. So it would really be if they want to just keep this team as is, they definitely can do it. But I still think there's going to be some cap casualties because I think the right move is to carve out some more cap. And as we work our way through this episode, we're going to really illustrate like the Steelers can really open themselves up to some nice cap space where they can sign or re-sign almost anybody that they want on this open market. There might be some big fish that are way too far out there, but still they could have a really nice offseason here if they do some things and have some cap casualties uh, with some other players on the team. And I think the cap casualties are going to still come. I mean, they're not going to be maybe as I guess to like fan favorites or to guys that you really don't want to cut. Um, there's going to still be some, and maybe there's only one guy that, man, you really don't want to cut this guy, but it is time. And Ben doing this allows you to do that. I mean, when you really look at it, the move lowered the team's salary cap hit by more than $15 million. Um, that's obviously huge. $15 million against the cap um, to get that lowered by $15 million. That, that's, that's huge, but you're right. Um, you know, when you look at the Steelers mantra and it's been, we want to run 2020 back. Um, it seems like they're going to be able to bring back pretty much all of the team that was there in 2020. And that might include a guy that we all thought was written off in Juju Smith Schuster. Um, we're probably going to go deeper into that. It but might include someone that we've definitely written off in a Bud Dupree. It could. It really could. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't it, think it's going to, but I'll, I'll, Jacob, you'll see here. If they, they can make the cuts to have enough money cap space wise to sign Bud Dupree. 100%. I mean, 100%. Here's, here's my, my stipulation on that on keeping Bud over Juju is the fact that Juju has always been Ben's guy, right? And that's something that Ben definitely considered when considering retirement was, is is my guy, Juju, going to be there? And I oh, feel I didn't know like, Ben was the GM. When did that happen? <laughs> I mean, this isn't the Seattle Seahawks. The this best isn't the move Houston would be to Texans. bring back Bud Dupree. The best, I, I couldn't agree more, Tom, but yeah. I think with with Ben doing this, I, I would... I wouldn't doubt at all if in that meeting he said, you know, maybe we could spend a little more on Juju than we would have would have expected to because this is the guy that I feel most comfortable with. And as Callan said, I think it's definitely a possibility. But I, I personally would rather spend the extra money to keep Bud rather than to keep Juju. Well, we'll get into that later. But let's start with looking at this deal from Ben Roethlisberger's side and the Steelers' side. And with Ben Roethlisberger, I think – he clearly thinks they can win now, and he clearly wants to give the team some flexibility to bring in all the players or to keep all the players that they need to help win. And you just have to wonder how realistic it is for them to win and also what necessarily is winning, quote-unquote, in Ben Roethlisberger's eyes. You'd guess it'd be going to a Super Bowl because he's a two-time champion. He's been to three of them. He definitely wants to get that third ring and that fourth appearance. But that's out of a question for anybody who's looking at this realistically. But if he can tone his expectations down to come back, make the playoffs, get a final playoff win under his belt, just to feel good about that, you know, hey, I won a playoff game in my last season, and then walk away with that, then I think that's a realistic goal that you can set and hope to achieve in 2021. Right, and I mean— And it's building off of what you 
didn't accomplish last year. Right. I mean, who knows how this conversation would be different, and maybe we'd have an answer about Ben's future already had they beaten Cleveland, or maybe you know they they win their next playoff game. Maybe he rides off into the sunset already. Um, I think that that last playoff game against Cleveland really left a sour taste in his mouth. But um, the point that you made there that Ben obviously views this team as having a chance to win. Um, I think that is really illustrated when he's only getting paid $14 million, you know, um, a one-year $14 million deal. That really illustrates that. Like, why else would you take less money if you didn't think that you really had a chance to win? Um, And again, his view of winning and our view of winning might be two completely different things. Um, You know, I don't think, I think all of us could agree that we don't look at this team even with Ben coming back. And heck, even if you re-sign most of those guys in 2020, I don't necessarily see this team as a Super Bowl contender, but depending on who you bring back, I I think that's a realistic expectation is to look at this team and say, okay, well, maybe you could, you know, you could make the playoffs again if you bring all those components back. You were there last year. The injury bug bit you in the butt kind of at the end of the year. Um, And if everybody stays healthy and you have that 2020 core you could go to the playoffs. You could win a, a, at least one playoff game. I don't think that's crazy, it, but that is all predicated on who you bring back. That's all predicated on the free agents that you bring back and who you will lose still, um, even throughout this Ben move. So, yeah, I mean, Ben obviously must think this team can still win, but we have to know what that definition of winning is. Right. I, I would hope, for in Ben's opinion, winning is, is more than just a one-and-done playoff appearance, right? A, especially at home against a division rival. So we're hoping that Ben is hungry for more than just that. But also, Kellen, I mean, I, I, I like what you said about bringing back the core of the 2020 guys because on paper, it's a good team. It's just not only how are they going to fill in the spots exactly that were left in 2020, but the guys that will be there in 2021, what will they actually do when they step on the field too? Ben seems to be comfortable with the guy, the majority of the guys who were there in 2020. That's probably a big reason why he took that cap hit or took that contract reduction. But I I think it all depends furthermore on the people you do bring back and the people that do line up in 2021 is the coaching going to be different? You know, we always repeat ourselves about the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. I mean, there, there has to be something fresh thrown in there in 2021. I mean, if Ben wants Juju back, that's fine. It's now possible to do that. But what are you going to do, Juju and Ben? Are you going to trust the Matt Canada-led offense in order to really make a push and not just settle for 11-0, 12-4, and and then 1-and-done playoff appearance? So they're going to be competing for a wild card because I think the division is out of question as far as we think. Uh, I think the floor for the team is 8-8 eight and eight with Big Ben. So if you want to make the playoffs, that it's going to at least give you a chance to be in the mix all the way up until Week 17, you assume so, with that seventh wild card. Unless we have a repeat of 2020 where there was a lot of teams in the AFC with 10 wins or more to get in. But Probably the floor is eight and eight. Maybe you can steal a couple wins. You get a couple bounces that go your way. This is the NFL, after all. You could get to nine and seven. You could get to ten and six. You can make the playoffs. You'd have to go on the road to win yeah. your first game. So it'd be really upsetting to think that this might be Ben's last chance at Heinz Field and his last regular season game because there's just going to be really no chance of getting a home playoff game in my mind. And also you might not make the playoffs, which right. is also still on the table. Eight and eight doesn't guarantee you into the playoffs, but what do they have to do to get to the point where they're going to make the playoffs? They could win a road playoff game. 
with Ben in the offense, I think it's about building that offensive lineup. And now I think you especially got to get a guy like Najee Harris in the first round. I think you need that playmaker. You need that guy that's going to make Ben want to run the football because he needs to. It's what's best for him. Right. I agree. And, I mean, I think that is, uh, I mean, priority number one for, I think, the Steelers' offense. Actually, it's kind of 1A, 1B is to make the offensive line better, and, and maybe that's the draft. And maybe, who knows, with the with the uh, the cap space that you've created now with Ben taking less money, maybe you can get a, a veteran or, or somebody that maybe you didn't think that you could have and, and maybe kick the can on, on, on uh, drafting a lineman. Um, I mean, you're still going to have to do it. I don't know if that's the right move, but it does open up that possibility. Um, and then number two, like you said, you have to get a running back um, that will force Ben to not put in the air to put the ball in the air, um, you know, as much as he did last year. We've seen that that just that's not the way to win um, in the NFL, especially with um, an, an older aging quarterback. Who, I mean, again, I'm, this kind of the writing is on the wall for me. This is Ben's last year, um, and I know there's those voidable years left on the deal, but this is Ben's last year, in my opinion. He wouldn't have taken the pay cut, I don't think, um, you know, to come back and play two or three more years. This is his last shot. Um, so I think that's priority number one A one B is you got to make that that offensive line better and you got to get him a playmaker to hand the ball off to um, and and that's kind of what we've been saying all off season but I think now it's even more so uh, you know they can get a little bit more creative I think with the fact that Ben's um, you know given uh, given them cap space and cleared cap space for them yeah so I guess the question boils down to will they use this extra money to keep guys or to go out and get maybe, as Tom said, a, a bigger name in free agency that none of the three of us are really considering because we didn't think the Steelers would be able to afford them. Uh, so obviously we know the draft needs, and they have every opportunity to go after those draft needs for the offensive line, for the playmaking running back that they could acquire or they could draft, but it all boils down to what what will they rather do? Would they rather keep their guys or kind of – not restart, but maybe rebuild a little bit. Now, let's talk about this from the Steelers' perspective because I'm not so sure that if I was in their shoes, I would have taken this deal if I were them. And I know that's tough to hear right now, but they obviously want to do it because they did it. But maybe this is just kicking the inevitable down the road and all it's for is for a maybe chance at a playoff spot. You know what I mean? Like, there's no guarantee that you're going to absolutely make this run in the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl. No, there's not. So maybe it's just best to rip the Band-Aid off and have a season where you're really mediocre and you're not just floating around 8-8. Eight and eight. Excuse me, not really mediocre, below average. Maybe go 5-11, and 6-10, and 10, or something like that. Get a nice high draft pick and start the rebuild now because when you're rebuilding, there's really no better time to start it than now. As soon as you can really recognize and become self-aware – which is the toughest thing to do when you're coming off of a Hall of Fame quarterback and you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, but the sooner you can really look in the mirror and say, hey, it's best for our franchise to rebuild, then you can really start the process, and it's only a matter of time before you build yourself back up if you do it right, and you're going to be there sooner if you start it sooner. Right, and I mean, that that's kind of what we've been saying uh, really this whole uh, kind of offseason. You know, I do agree in, in the fact that Ben – I think without question gives the Steelers the best chance to win. But again, what does winning mean? What is the mm. definition of that winning? Um, is it just going to the playoffs and, and maybe winning a playoff game? Yeah. I mean, that's great. And, and, you know, Ben could maybe, you know, ride off into the sunset with another playoff win under his belt, but does that really 
do anything for the franchise in the long run. No, no, not, really. it, not at all. It, it, it makes you. It just gives It gives critics yeah. more more ammo when they say three playoff wins in ten years. I mean, if you get or, one, yeah, it'd be four and eleven. One, though, so yeah, that's I mean, four. that's four. And, that's four year. and what twelve years? Eleven. At that but point? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean that would be nice for Ben to ride off. And look, if this is the idea for the Steelers, is look, this is Ben's last year. Maybe this is the last year we go to the playoffs for the next handful of years, which could very well happen. Obviously. Yeah. Um, if that's their thinking, you know, I can at least understand it because Ben does give them their best chance to win. Um, but you know, if you go eight and eight or nine and seven and you squeak into the playoffs and you lose in the first round, um, I'm not saying that is what's going to happen, but if you do what you get the 24th, 25th draft pick, like you are now, um, and it's really no different than where you were before. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Tom, in that you have to figure out a time when to rebuild. And, look, I'm not trying to to downplay the fact that Ben coming back and creating a bunch of cap space for the Steelers is a bad thing um, because I didn't think it was going to happen in this fashion. Um, so, yes, I mean, I think Ben, um, you know, he, he deserves some credit for that, and he definitely helped the Steelers in coming back because he did create cap space. But in hindsight, and, and we'll know after this year, hindsight will be 2020 after this year, is, was it the right move? And at this point, I mean, I don't think it's crazy to question whether or not it was the right move because I think some people have been saying that for a while. Um, but if you had to ask me right now, I would say no. But, you know, what if this team goes 12-4 and four and then they, they win the division and they make a run in the playoffs? Then knows, we all yeah. three look stupid, you know. Um, but if you had to ask me right now, I would say no. I don't think it is the right move because at some point you are going to have to rebuild and the sooner you do it, the sooner you'll be good again. I think it's pretty clear no matter – as long as the Steelers make the playoffs, I think it'll be clear even if they lose in the first round again, which would be disappointing to fans and the organization. I think of anyone, Ben comes out on top here because, A, you led your team to the playoffs, and, B, you allowed your team rather than yourself to get paid, and you allowed your team to grow and give them the best chance. So if Ben can lead this team to the playoffs, people will be saying – Look what he did. He came back for one more year. He helped the team out the best that he could by taking, by spreading out his money as 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 thinly as he could to help the team spend money now to help build the team around him for that one last year. And he went out there and he led them to the playoffs. Now it may not have ended in in lifting the Lombardi trophy, but he did everything that he could. So I think in, in five years from now, if if this is just another playoff loss, even though we'll we'll remember Ben's last year as another playoff loss, people will be saying, look at what Ben did. I mean so I think if anyone, Ben comes out on top here just because of the uncharacteristic selfless move on his part. But I'm I'm happy to see it. But yeah, it all depends on what can the Steelers do I don't know if I would have rather seen another quarterback out there rather than Ben this year, even if it was Dwayne Haskins, even if it was whoever whoever else it could have been. Mason. Could have been Mason, but regardless, I think right now, I mean, there was no question that we were all sitting here a year ago, we were all saying Ben will be here for 2020 and 2021. So, I mean, it's 2021 and the time has come and he's going to play. So I'm not really too unhappy about it. It's just... What will he do? And if it doesn't end well, it'll it'll just be all eyes on 2022. And if that happens, that happens. But, you know, the Steelers are a capable team when it comes to rebuilding, even though they don't like the term. So if this season doesn't end well, I have high expectations. I, I, I think the team can can do well, even without Ben Roethlisberger in the in the future moving forward.
Yeah, you can debate all you want about whether it's the right move or not from the Pittsburgh Steelers, but really, how can you tell Ben Roethlisberger no? Right. How I can mean, you tell him to just retire, hang up? This isn't Seattle, right? We respect the legends who built this franchise on right. their backs, and we give them the respect they deserve, and look at how you're rewarded for that. Ben takes a $5 million pay cut to come back, and he really helps you out. And also, let me ask you this. We can end the episode on this note. Is there really any QB you see in next year's draft, 2022's draft, that you go, wow, that's the next guy. That's a guy worth tanking for. I don't know if I'm ignorant from that, but I don't think so because we would know about him by now. We right. know about the Trevor Lawrence for years before he's Justin eligible. Justin Fields. We know yeah, about, we about Andrew Luck before. Yep. He, I wouldn't even put Justin Fields well, in that Well, I'm just category. saying we knew about the quarterbacks this year, last year. And that's how it always goes. We know about the guy who's going to be the sure slam dunk number one pick. Sure, you get a random year where Joe Burrow pops up out of nowhere and becomes the guy. But I don't even know if that's going to happen this next year. So if you're the Steelers... Would it even be worth tanking for? That's what I mean. I don't see anything in the draft next year that's like, yeah, they they should totally tank and maybe they should tell Ben to retire. Yeah, I mean, I I see that point. And, you know, I don't know if there's that guy next year. There's always... Um, you know, that like what's happening with, with Zach Wilson right now, a guy that kind of comes out of nowhere, has a huge year. All of a sudden he's um, a phenom. Um, right. But I understand that point. Like you don't know what's going to happen, you know, next year in the draft or whatever it is. So, you know, I understand not tanking and I get that aspect of things. But, um, you know, like I said earlier, Ben, without question, does give the Steelers the best chance to win. Um, you know, definitely but more so than Mason or, or, or Haskins, whoever it would be at quarterback. Um, but you know, then again, Tom, does it mean that, you know, if, if those two quarterbacks, one of those two were going to play and it wasn't Ben, does that mean that they would have a chance to even get one of the top quarterbacks in the draft? You know, maybe not, maybe they're eight and eight regardless. And you, you don't know? want to just tank to get a quarterback to get a quarterback. Sure. That's right. how you end up with one of these first round busts. I mean, mm-hmm. they all think that at least in the top 15, there's going to be four quarterbacks taken in this year's draft. Class. Yeah. I guarantee you that one of them is a bust. Yeah, I mean, that happens all the time. I'm just playing the odds. Look at the Lamar Jackson year with with Baker and Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and Sam Darnold. I mean, Lamar wasn't in that upper tier of, like, top ten picks, but Josh Rosen and Sam Sam Darnold haven't panned out. Josh Allen is good, and... I'm bl- and Baker is is Baker. We we're a little shaky right. on this show about our, our where we are in Baker, but He's yeah, not I a mean, bust. On, the only one that's really proven themselves is Josh Allen. That's four top ten guys right there. So it's it's and defin- Lamar. I'd say Lamar's proven himself. Sure, He's yeah, yeah. An MVP. So I just meant I just I just meant in, in that top ten okay, when, when they when they risked a top ten pick for when those teams had a bad year in order to get a top ten pick. So yeah, it's very likely one of these guys is going to be a bust. Yeah, and I mean, if all top four of these quarterbacks taken go and on and be really good to great NFL quarterbacks, this will be remembered as the best quarterback sure, draft class. Sure, in but the that hasn't happened since 2004. Exactly. It's, it's not. It's not like they come. And that was every only year. three guys. Right. So this would be even better than that. If I mean, all four. people were talking about Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin. Robert Griffin won Rookie of the Year over Andrew Luck, but Andrew Luck had the longer career. Now both guys are already out. Robert Griffin's not out. How dare you? He's a very good. He's, he's a he's a backup. Yeah, he's a backup. I mean, even look disrespectful at to him. look at Jared Goff and uh, Carson Wentz, two Super Bowl quarterbacks, both on different teams already within five years of being in the NFL. I mean, it's just, you good quarterback be, classes are rare. You should be very terrified rare. to be back in this position where you have to draft a quarterback. Yeah, you, it's not like when you draft Mason. And, you know, we can go out and have some drinks after they draft Mason on that night at the bar, and we can be like, hey, maybe he's the heir apparent, but you sure. know that he's not going to be the guy next year. Right you away, have to yeah. have faith in. Yeah. 
when you're in the position that we're talking about where you have to pick a quarterback in the first round, you want him to be the guy as soon as possible, or sure. else you wouldn't be taking him there. Look what the Cardinals did with Josh Rosen and Kyler Murray. But Josh Rosen, they had they threw him in the fire when exactly. he was rookie. You have to. That's what you expect in today's modern NFL. But that was two it's back-to-back terif- back it's seasons. It's a terrifying prospect as yeah. a fan base. So Ben Roethlisberger coming back at least gives you another year of security where – you can have a little fun in the draft and pick weapons because that's when the drafts are the most fun. And that's when the players can be, you have a higher batting average on players coming in and being impactful when it comes to skill position players or even offensive Mm -hmm. linemen than it comes to quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, you have no idea what you could open up. It's just because of their, their value to any team, right? You don't, you don't win without a good quarterback and, it's it's the it's the biggest gamble you can make in sports probably is using a top ten pick in the NFL draft on a quarterback. So look, if you want to kick the can down the road on rebuilding and on Ben Roethlisberger, I think this is a more than okay year to do it because also we talk about his dead cap hit not being that bad in the voided years in his faux extension, but the cap's gonna explode for the Steelers in general down mm-hmm. the road. So it could be a fun rebuild. And there might be some guys worth tanking year, two years down the road instead of one year down the road. Right. And that I'm, should be in the Steelers' mind. And I think that's a huge aspect of this is that, you know, the cap in 2022 is going to explode. And, and hopefully um, the world is much different than it is right now by then. And, and that's obviously the hope, you know. Um, but, yeah, once that explodes, it could be a very fun rebuild. I mean, you could be – I don't know what the cap would be, but, you and, know, the Steelers are going to have a chance to really bring some guys in and – you know, who knows? I mean, it could be really, really the fun. The way quarterbacks are flying around the NFL these yeah. days, who knows who's going to be available that I has five say, or six years left in the tank that you could bring in, and you really don't have to rebuild. You can keep riding this defense. You just stole my thought. It may not even have to be a rebuild, right? right? You just bring in one, two guys, and that's it. I mean, that's not a rebuild. That's just adding two pieces that you didn't have before, and then you got a playoff team already. There's, there's no time off there, really. That's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. But on the next episode, we're basically going to keep going with this conversation. We're going to continue to react to the big news. I said in this episode we would talk more about some possible cap casualties, building some more cap, and some guys you could look at on free agency now. Well, we're going to get to that in the next episode. So you got to listen to our next episode of The Standard. We'll get all into that. It's going to be a lot of fun because, like I said, the Steelers could really throw some money around now, which a week ago... It definitely didn't feel that way. A day ago. A day ago. That's a really good point. But for uh, Jacob Recht, for Kellen Gersky, I'm Tom Opperman. Thank you, as always, for listening to Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio. Check out the podcast, Steelers.com, and we'll catch you on the next episode.